Episode 2 of Zero Doinks, David Montgomery Talk, Tight End and Kicker Updates, 2019 Predictions, a spicy hot take from Dan, See Me After Class, Special Guest Rick Fieldsman, Lots of Hams, coming up next. Zero Doinks. That's a fresh hams. Mm. Welcome mm. to episode two of Zero Doinks. How you doing, Bill? You know what? I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you so much for meeting me here this evening for episode two. How do you feel episode one went last week? I thought it was a little shaky. There was a little echoing going on, and I think I have to apologize. I'm very shouty. I've been told that many times, and that may have played a big part in it. I apologize for all of our 1,200 listeners. I think I think we got stats on that, right? I think so. Last time I looked at the analytics, honestly, my computer shut down from all the listener information, <laughs> so I'm a little behind on where we stand right now. I'm pretty sure we are in the top five of all-American podcast, though, regardless of genre. <laughs> and I think... I think out of, let's say there were 100 listens, I was probably 96 of them. So, uh, Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so I think episode one went all right. I think we're going to get better. Uh, with the technical difficulties, uh, we just went ahead and tried to make it harder. We're actually not sitting in the same room this time. We're at our respective homes. Um, That's true. So, you know, I expect some more technical difficulties that have already <laughs> happened. Uh, they may have. They may it's hard have. to say. Audience, you know, it's hard to Only say. Only you and I will know, but it gave us more time to drink ice-cold hams. Yes. Thank you so much, hams, for your uh, generous sponsorship of episode two after, uh, you know, episode one. Uh, Dan, do you think that Cody Parkey caught any part of episode one? I would think that he probably had to catch some of it. Uh, I'm guessing he's a big uh, Google myself type of person mm, and probably yes. hit a few tags from zero doinks and was like, I'm going to check this out. It's probably very positive, very pro God. And he was mistaken. So welcome back, Cody. Go fuck yourself. Thanks for listening, though, at the same Thank time. You, you know, so any, you know, if we we absolutely cherish each and every one of you 16 listeners out there, 14 of which are Dan and I just re-listening, <laughs> seeing how we sound. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, Dan, uh, as we, we mentioned briefly on episode one, you and I are going to be at every single Bears home game home games, this year. Yes. Home game. Let's be specific. Home. Um, you had the pleasure of going with your adorable mom. Yes to preseason game number one against the Carolina Panthers and Riverboat Ron Rivera. How was it? How was uh, it was red hot. Uh, you know, it was, I was there with Becky, a.k.a. Beasel. We just, we'll just call her Beasel from here on out. Um, yes. It was awesome. The place was more electric than I expected for a preseason game out of over 45,000 people there. Are you, you fucking kidding me, Bears fans? That's awesome. Yes, uh, I know. Bears fans are crazy. They're absolutely crazy. Did you uh, did you go to Robinson's Ribs nope. by any chance? Mm-mm. Or no? Nope. I'm nope. I've, I gave myself a, a lifetime ban from Robinson Ribs after nearly uh, uh, having to check myself into the hospital after eating their stupid kielbasa last year. So uh, I didn't. But uh, funny you should ask. I did have uh, Beggar's Pizza 
That's big How on the sauce. Never had it. Trash. Really? It was what? It was awful. It was horrible. Oh. Now, granted, you know that's on me. I'm getting beggars pizza at Soldier Field. I'm going to go ahead and say the concession people are also in preseason mode right now. <laughs> Service was pretty rough, and the pizza was terrible. But that's was on it, me. Was it temperature related, or was it not cooked well enough, yeah. or what? Do we? What, what was the main issue? Did it it just was like garbage. It, all right. It seemed like they, you know, the cartons they put the slices in. It seems like they just put this uncooked slice into that carton and just threw it into the oven. It was <laughs> stuck like. I think I ate most of the carton just trying to peel oh, it off yeah. of there. Uh, it yeah. was it, was, but somehow the cheese wasn't melted enough. Like it was, mm. it scientifically made no sense. But it sounds horrible. And you know what? You know what I appreciate is the future sponsorship of Zero Doings by by Beggar's <laughs> Pizza. It's absolutely on its way. You know what? I could be sway. You know, I, I'm a fat guy. Throw your pizzas my way. I could be sway. I could be easily bribed into saying good things. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Absolute challenge. Let's see. Does your does your cheese abs? You know, does it melt or not? I don't yeah, know. It's hard to right. Say. And you know what beggars does go good with hams. Oh, it's so good. So good. But it's always lukewarm. <laughs> Uh, okay, so your biggest takeaway from preseason game number yeah. one. I have a guess as to who the biggest standout was, but you tell me. Yeah, it was uh, Bradley Sowell for sure. Nope, nope, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, David Montgomery was beyond sexy. The way he was oh. cutting out there, just hitting the holes. Uh, oh. <laughs> he, you know, I've heard some people say is a comparison of Matt Forte. I thought he yeah. was a bit more Saquon Barkley-like just in the way he was cutting. And he doesn't seem afraid of contact at all. He just seemed like a dude who belongs out there. Just seemed to click that all is, at once. That is awesome. And I know you and I were texting after the draft, looking at all the comparisons to uh, you know, who he matches up with physically and all that jazz. And Kareem Hunt kept coming up, which makes sense with Matt Nagy's relationship with the Chiefs, obviously. I don't know if you could tell anything and obviously a, a brief look at Montgomery, but did you see anything like that minus the beating yeah, of somebody would, in a hotel? Yeah, I would say first off, he seemed to be less of a domestic abuser. Uh, <laughs> nice. But it's not a bad comp. I mean, he look, he just looks like a guy who went out there and he was going against, you know, the backup Panthers defense. I mean, I'm sure there weren't – I mean, Keekly was out, so – there wasn't anyone, any studs out there, but just, man, he he looked beautiful. I I was, I was a little teary eyed watching him, and he's sitting there with my mother, and she just assumed I was drunk, and she was a little bit right, um, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. She's seen it before, but Montgomery. I mean, I'm so pumped to see this guy out on the field. I think he's got to start game one, don't you think? That is, uh. I would hope so. If he doesn't, I assume it's just for a player to, right. you know, depending on what the uh, what the scripted calls are, right? So, well, first of all, quick segue: what type of beer did you enjoy at Soldier Field once you were inside the stadium? So, no hams, but I had a bunch of ice cold Miller Lights. Oh, Hopefully, another sponsorship, but another Wisconsin beer. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, fuck you, Packers, but thanks for the beers. Um, Appreciate so, it. So, you know, and Nagy wasn't, you know, he's he's not keen on the preseason. I was surprised to see Mitch out there at all. I mean, he said he just yeah. wanted to get him, like, practice, getting used to just being out in the field. I don't, I don't really know. He just handed the ball off three times. 
So naturally, I'm just going to obsess about the tight ends because there's nothing yes. else yeah, to talk about. Yeah, what you see out there. Yep. So, I, I, don't think, I don't think our start, you know, first two strings nope. were not available, right? Yeah, Shaheen and his wobbly legs weren't out there. Burton still has uh, his, his penis is still being reattached. But so we, uh, you know, we got a lot of Ian Bunting, our friend from Hinsdale. Oh, yeah, the very poor yes, very poor in Hinsdale. Uh, I mean, Ian, he looks like a big dude out there. I think he, the only thing that looks weird, he's like number forty-two, or he's like a forties number. Stop it. Oh, I mean, if he weird. if he actually makes the team, he's got to change that immediately. But yes. you know, he had a nice catch. I think he had a couple nights. He had the longest reception of the night. Um, but he got an absolute peanut punch that just smashed the ball off his gut and went about five, ten yards. We, I think the Bears recovered, but you know he it definitely looked like a welcome to the league moment. But I mean, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, he just looked like a big target out there. I think he's six seven. Um, I think he it said that he needs to you know the thing with him is he needs to work on his blocking. Is just from I don't know this firsthand. I've just from what I've read, and I guess he missed a pretty big block right away. So I think he had a mixed game, but yeah. for a position that I obsess about, I th- you know I thought he, you know I think it's something for him to build off of for sure the rest of this preseason. Well, I mean that's that's encouraging as you know whether or not Shaheen and Burton are healthy or not. Obviously there needs to be more depth behind there. Dan is a former division one athlete at the tight end position. So I just want to give the audience a little bit of uh, context to his tight end obsession. But now I'm just an out of shape dad, dad, bad, <laughs> dad uh, bad. hashtag dad, bad. Okay. But, so yeah, go let's, ahead. Let, I'm sorry, go ahead. yeah, let's just wrap. We'll just wrap up uh, preseason game number one. Cause who, who gives a shit really? Yes. The biggest cheers of the night, obviously were the fucking kickers. Like, Eddie, Elliot, Panero, Fry, I don't even know their names anymore. Who cares? I mean, you know, they uh, Fry hit one from 43 yards. You know, it's like, oh, now the curse is over. Who gives a shit? It's preseason. So, it, you know, it, I'm so sick of talking about it. That's the biggest cheer of the night. Just made me want to puke. Yeah, how? like a general thought on Ron Rivera uh, apparently agreeing pregame with Matt Nagy to freeze the kicker for a 43 yarder from the left hash how do you feel about that (laughs) well I guess it wasn't even agreed upon before the game I think he just like and I don't know if Riverboat Ron knew that it was it was 43 yards if he knew the significance of it but he did he knew they were in a kicking competition and I did it to help him this is stupid. Stop yeah. it, Ron. Like, Stop it. Stop I, it. Get out of get out of, get out of town, Riverboat, Ron. That's Go fine. back to Carolina. But I don't know. It was fine. Who cares? Like hitting a forty three yarder in preseason means absolutely nothing. It's just two guys fighting for a job that who who cares? Yeah. That's uh, I, I mean, think that's totally reasonable. Sorry. Fry seems Fry's the guy, right? So far. I mean I he seems so. to be the leader. I mean he's he was pretty consistent and Eddie Pinero. He uh, he missed one, so I mean I think we're just just going off of that, and it seems like Fry is the most consistent from what what you read. So seems I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of it. No, Sam. I think uh, I think Matt Nagy is also sick of it by this point too, which is which is fine. Um, yeah, hopefully a decision gets made sooner than later. Hopefully hopefully uh, Fry keeps uh, keeps making everything so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Um, we will talk about a spicy hot uh, kicker take that you're going to have a little bit later. But next segment, we are going to go through 
the Bears schedule game by game. We're going to make our predictions. We're going to put them on the record. We are putting our necks out here on Zero Doinks. And how do you feel about it? Are you pretty confident in this? Are you looking forward to this good time coming? Bill, Eh. I I can't wait. All right. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. A little NFC North talk especially focusing on the Bears' schedule, and we're going to predict everybody's final record coming up next. Zero doinks. 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 All right. Welcome back to Zero Doinks, Episode 2. So, Bill, I think we want to talk a little bit about the schedule, right? We do. So the 2019 schedule is your traditional NFL first place schedule since the Bears obviously won the NFC North in style last year. Yep. Thanks be to God. Um, We all know that the Bears start uh, September 5th hosting the Packers. Dan will be there with his adorable mom, as we mentioned earlier. Beasel. Okay, so... Uh, why don't I just rattle off the first five games and let's see what you think of those, okay? So the first five games lead into the bye week, which is uh, the week of October 13th. So week one, Packers at home, Thursday night kicking off the whole league. I see a Bears win, okay? 1-0. and I think it's. I think they're going to cover the three and a half. We talked a little bit about that last episode. It's a victory. At Denver, week two, Sunday the 15th of September, I'm going to go with a loss. I don't love it. I, I, like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're obviously better than Denver, yep. but Denver's weird, you know, mile high. They're pretty good in September at home, apparently. I did not do a lot of research on that, but I'm just going <laughs> to go with what people said, and I feel like we're going to be one and one going into Monday night at Washington, September 23rd. We absolutely win. We're going to be two and one going into Sunday, 325 at home against the Vikings. The first game I'm going to go to this year, home game. Oh, God, I can't wait. I'm going to go with my dad, Bill. Bill Sr. And we're going to (laughs) win. We're going to be 3-1 going into week 5 at Oakland in London. We are going to kick John Gruden's ass, and we are going to be four and one going into the bye week. What do you think? What? Uh, what? Uh, d- yeah. Any, we, any any different thoughts? Dan? You're pretty much right on the. You know, we're, we're pretty much in line. The only thing I disagree with, I got us five and zero, oh, baby. Oh my I got god! Us, I, I got us winning. Right. Yeah, I got us winning at Denver. I mean, I, I'm with you. It can get a little wonky there. Uh, we can all still have hurt feelings from. Uh, Tim Tebow uh, uh, beating us. Um, was that Moreau? Who, who who was the Marion Barber? Barber. Marion I almost Barber. went with I almost went yes. with the other Gopher, my beloved Gophers. But yeah, I was <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. That was Barber running out of bounds for no reason yes. at all. But you know, I don't. I just don't. I don't see it with Denver. I think maybe uh, Fangio is going to be working out the kinks there. But I think it's. I think it'll be a low scoring game for sure. But yeah. I think. Um, I think we're going to be coming out red hot after that Packer game. I agree. We're probably going to cover the spread. And, you know, Washington, we're, yeah, I, I see yeah. five wins there. Okay. I see five I wins going into the bye uh, right at the right time because the schedule gets real wonky after that. It does. Why don't you, uh, why don't you kick off? Why don't you go through uh, uh, the game at the Rams? Why don't you go to the next five games? Let's okay. See what you think. Yeah. So. Uh, I, yeah, I got us uh, hitting a little bit, a few speed bumps here. I got Saints at home. Um, I got us losing that game. I think the Saints are going to be pretty solid, uh, and I, you know, I think we're gonna. Have, I think it's gonna be another close game. Obviously, we're gonna be a good home team, but that's one I see we could we could trip up a little bit. Chargers win. I'm not buying the Chargers this year. 
Phil Philly Rivers, he's gonna stink. I just don't. I don't see it. I think they were a, kind of a fluke last year. Uh, then we go to at Philly. I think I I, I put that down as a loss. Uh, I don't know your thoughts on that. We'll get your thoughts in a second. The Lions at home don't even need to talk about an easy win. And then jump into the Rams week 11. I got us uh, losing there as well. That's payback for last year. I think that game's going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be very different from last year. I just feel like we're going to be, our offense is going to be humming. And, you know, I think the, uh, the Rams uh, offense is going to be clicking this year too. So that's where I got it. I got us three losses in that span, which feels weird. There'll be a little bit of panic, I think, at that point. Uh, but we'll, you know. Moving on down the year, I think we'll be we'll be fine by the end of the year. What do you think? Now, you know what? We're not far off. Um, I uh, I have us protecting the home turf throughout the year. Spoiler okay. alert! So, oh, I, so okay. I have us uh, I have us three and two through this, but I do have losses at Philly, at the Rams, and I actually think that Sunday night game against the Rams in in mid November. If we lose. I don't think that's a bad loss. Right? No, I, do. I right. think that's something that they can build off of looking at the last six games of the year, especially. And so what's interesting, I think, between you you and me, right now we have the exact same record through 10 games, yeah. which is 7-3, uh, and three, which yep. obviously we're, we'd be feeling really good Real after good. 10 games, 7-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Why don't I take the, uh, the last six here and we'll, we'll bounce me. it back to you, okay? All right, so after that Rams loss, in, my, in both Dan and my opinion, uh, uh, Bears are seven and three, six games to go in the in, in the season, right? So home against the Giants win. I mean, come on, yeah, I mean, no need to talk about win? it. Right? Come on. I oh mean, yeah. Eli Eli probably won't even be starting. He'll be dead by then. Um, <laughs> so quick turnaround at Detroit Thanksgiving again, two straight years uh, Thanksgiving in Motown. I I'm saying loss. Ooh. Only, oh, only. Yeah, I know. I know. I it's 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 only because I feel bad for everybody else in the NFC North where I feel a little sympathy there has to be a loss somewhere and uh, I'm gonna put it there I'm gonna say we're, we're coming in a little cocky okay and, uh, and and we lose I don't I have I have no respect for Detroit this year yeah but I think we lose that one okay. okay all right so we come back a week later at home literally a week later Thursday night again which is kind of weird yeah home against the Cowboys win win there's no way the there's no way the Cowboys come into Soldier Field in December and beat us no chance I don't know if anybody I hope this. it's cold yeah, yeah I hope it's oh, ice yeah. cold remember that Romo game when they came in a few yeah. years ago it was yeah. like two degrees and they did not want to be there no nope. i see the same thing okay at green bay sunday night we have 10 10 days to prepare win okay w, thank win. you we i thought you were gonna the go Packers. the other oh, no, no. oh god bless you pack. bill we sweep them we come home the next week we're flying high sunday night uh against the chiefs the uh super bowl favorite if you will chiefs we win we're gonna beat them. We All absolutely right. beat them. And then uh, following the final week of the game for the what the fourth straight year I think yeah, we're in Minnesota, so which is totally weird. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm throwing a loss there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So we finish eleven and five. We'll talk about the rest of the NFC North in a minute, but eleven and five Bears after those last six games. Tell me what you think. You know what's funny? I also landed exactly eleven and five, but I have okay. a few changes here. Okay. Let's I have us I have us losing that Chiefs game. As much as I don't I don't wanna do that. I mean Mahomes scares the shit out of me and I think he's you know, kinda what uh Brady did last year, just kinda sitting and waiting and picking us apart a little bit. I could see okay. I could see Mahomes doing the same thing. I have us winning Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. Uh that was the wonky that was the one you have us losing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just, 
It's I, it's only because it's weird. Thanksgiving's always weird. Yeah, you know. But Trubisky will play this year, and he'll pro- we'll probably. Yeah, it win. was it was weird last year, right? What was the? Yeah, and we still won. We we won. We, we won. So I think yeah. those. Yeah, and, and you're right. There's always a wonky loss for the Bears somewhere. Yeah. You know, the um the the Miami game last year was one. Right. And I I try to figure out which one that was. Um. I have yeah, and I have us losing the last game at Minnesota. Just a weird okay. yeah, just that that was kind of the one that stuck out to me. I mean, it feels to me maybe at that point that they have something to play for again. Uh, right. Like last year they did, but shit the bed. Yeah, and, that was the tough part, right? Because we had nothing to play for. They had something right. to play for. We actually played our starters. We beat the crap out of them. And yeah, they, right. And they choked. But yeah, can that happen two years in a row? I don't know. I don't know. But but it's funny. We landed on the exact same record. That, that's Eleven great. wins. So I if love we're it. if we're betting in Vegas, we're hammering the over there. So we're hammering the over. So do so, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Does eleven. In in your sports book, the Dan sports book, yep. does that win them the NFC North? Looking at the rest of the uh, the rest of the teams, you know what, Bill? I'm glad you asked. It does in my in my book. Yes, by how I, many games? Uh, one, one to be exact. Ooh. I have them. Yeah, so I have the Vikings uh, going through their schedule. I have them finishing ten and six. Okay, so they're close, and that's counting them beating us the last game of the season. Uh, coming up next, I have the Packers, and I have them at eight and eight. Okay, disrespectful. You think that's no, no, no. I, I uh, uh, spoiler alert: I have the Packers at eight and eight as well. Oh my god, oh, that's yes. awesome! And yes. then I, I have the Lions at six and ten, and I think okay. I, I, I mean, I feel like everyone's trying to talk themselves into Detroit being better. Is that a Matt Patricka, Patricka uh, Is that is that a bump because he used to be a Belichick, Belichick? I don't know who Belichick is. <laughs> Belichick guy, and they're just like, oh, he's going to figure it out. I think they're going to stink, but I think they're going to be six and ten. I think okay. you know, yeah. but I think they're yeah. going to be one of those teams. You're like, and their schedules seem we're going through it. Their schedule is pretty soft. It it is, and that's where okay. So I'll, I will tell you now where where I had everybody, and this surprised the hell out of me. I tried to be as unbiased as possible, as I'm sure you did too. And it's yep. really really hard. To it's do, hard, especially, yeah. Especially going to the into the season, we don't know injury status, right? And how right. the rest of the NFC shakes out, obviously. So Bears eleven and five, we agree with that. I had all three of the also Rams in the NFC North at eight and eight. Okay. I, and it, okay. And it, and it, and it, and it felt hmm. weird, but um, the Vikings, the Vikings have that weird ass game as they've had the last two, maybe even three years in a row at Seattle. Yeah. Which totally. That's which is up. not fair. Right. That is, that is that is a huge advantage for the Bears that a Seattle isn't on the schedule because they're always weird, right? And right. B, especially the fact you don't have to go to to Seattle. So that to me was a difference that was that was a huge one game swing I, I to be honest i don't have the viking schedule in front of me because uh, you know i have a life so um <laughs> so I, I don't know i got it for you it's week 13 uh okay. and it's coming off a bye they have a bye the week before which okay. could help them a little bit but i'm with you man i thought their schedule you know i think the packers it's schedule- tougher than i thought Pack, yeah, oh, Packers my viking God. schedule is tougher than than it then yeah. honestly maybe even tougher than the bears because I think obviously so. they all play um you know they all play the chiefs and the broncos and the and the raiders blah 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 but I, the bears play 
the Chiefs at home, yeah. right? And the Chargers at home. That Chargers is a at huge home. advantage. Yeah. Huge You're right. advantage. Yeah. And and even the Saints, right? We got the first place schedule of the Saints and mm-hmm. uh play you know, playing a division mm-hmm. winner and but we yep. have them at home after right. a bye, which unfortunately Nagy has yet to prove that he can win off a bye, but that is a very, <laughs> very small, like, very small sample. I love throwing Incredibly that one in there. Small. Yeah. I know, exactly. Um, so anyway, so I do, I, I truly was being difficult as, you know, I, I was trying not to just have orange and blue glasses while doing this. Sure. And, you know, I, I gave a loss at Detroit and at Denver. I gave uh, all home wins, but we were seven and one at home last year. The one win against the eventual champs and Patriots, right. which we should have beat them. You and I yeah. were at that game, right? Right. Eating eating kielbasa, Ugh. and um, so eleven and five does not seem unrealistic. And the rest of the division does not have an easy record or easy schedule, rather. And the Lions, the Lions have the softest schedule as they should. Yeah, as they should, they quote unquote deserve it. Yeah, they're not. They cannot win more than eight. There's no. There's no, no way. way. There's no. no way. And so I, so I have them as a three. Uh, the Bears is a, a three game, uh, a three game clearance to win the division. So they're going to be fighting for home field the last yep. three games. That's how I, I agree. See it. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love, I love it, it. so I, much. We are so in line there, and yeah, I think the. The moral of the story is hammer the bears over on wins, right? Oh my God, hammer the bears over, hammer the Packers under probably because they're nine and a half, right? Hammer that under. Yeah, I'm so excited to watch them collapse. It's gonna be oh, a shit show. It's gonna I think be awesome. as we're recording this on Thursday, I think Rodgers was a late scratch because of his back or something. It's mm. like you can you can just feel it he just hates lafleur oh lafleur oh hi yeah. i'm at lafleur i want to have a lot Jeez. of practices and a lot of you know <laughs> yeah no rogers is done with that it's gonna done. be a mess and i'm here for every second of it zero doinks, doinks. see you next segment go bears Bye. Back to Zero Doinks, episode two, the greatest episode we've ever done. We were talking a little bit about kickers earlier. We hate kickers. That's been clear. If you've given us even three seconds worth of time, Cody Parkey is a complete troll, and we hate him, and he is just making us all bitter. And so Dan <laughs> so Dan <laughs> has a spicy hot take on the, the whole kicker situation in general. Uh, that I think, frankly, is a solution to all the Bears' problems. Dan, why don't you uh, explain? I think so. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit after the double doink. Fuck you, Parky. Um, zero doinks. Zero doinks. So, you know, the, you know, now we're going through this process of trying to find a kicker. We got these two dudes who are the same person in my eyes, Eddie Elliott. I don't even know which one's which anymore. It, it's it's so tiring. And it, you know, it got me thinking – why why do we need either of these guys not specifically those two guys but why do we need kickers at all is this an outdated thing do we need to do this anymore and you know and I just I'm not like we've said many times we are not research guys but I did a little digging and just was curious at how how many like how teams are converting on two-point conversions specifically since like 2015 how it looks and and last year in 2018 NFL teams are converting about 60 percent 
I mean, that's that's high. I mean, if you're if you're at you're getting half of them in there, you're in the money, right? I mean, since they've pushed that back and Parky doinked a shitload of them against the Lions, goddamn you, Cody Parky. But you know, it, it just got me thinking. It's like, why why are we even doing this for two point conversion? You know, we just go for two every time. Then I thought, why why don't we just fucking go for it every time on third down? I mean, I what were your initial thoughts no, to this? I loved it, and you know, I saw a really weird like real sports with Brian Gumble. I don't know if you watch that show. That's when I was uh, actually I'm not a nerd. For HBO. No. <laughs> and uh, so you told me that uh, that that Becky actually might be able to hook me up with some free HBO. Yeah, but, um, working on it. So there was a high school coach. I don't know where. Because again, we don't do a lot of research. And he <laughs> uh, he did something similar. Not exactly to your to your hot take, but um, he, uh, his theory was. If you can score 50.1% or more on two-point conversions, then you are ahead of the game throughout the right. course of the year, right? So yeah. um, so I think we have ourselves an innovative enough coach, unlike John Fox, um, to, to actually implement this, make it work, and maybe uh, set the tone for the league. Right. And, and you know, so I, I, the Bears last year were four of six on two point attempts. That's six. That's a 66 percent clip as a small sample size. But I mean, I think at worst we'd hit that 60 percent, which is about the league average. So, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating they get rid of punters, too, and we go for it on fourth down every time. But, you know, just the psyche of trying to prepare to play the Bears is it's really going to mess you up knowing that you don't have a kicker. So you're going to go anytime you're within field goal range, like, nope, fuck it. We're going to shove it down your throat. So the Packers got to prepare for, for Mitch and the bears offense, knowing that, okay, it's third and eight from our own 40, you know, they don't have to get eight yards. They only got to get half of it. You know, they can, they can run the ball. They can shove it down their throat and then pick up the rest on fourth down. And the only way you can get away with this is if you have a world-class defense. And the Bears, in my opinion, most people's opinion, is the best defense in the league. So if you if you get stuffed uh, going forward on fourth down, so be it. I mean, it's it's a field position game at that point. So, um, you know, I think it's something to be considered. You know, it's 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 like anything else. It's uh, you know, the forward pass back in the day. It seemed crazy, right? How about this stupid fucking wildcat? I mean, that was something that came from college. It's like, let's give it a shot. And I think you just need someone that has the balls to say, you know what, I think this is worth giving it a shot. And I think the Packers are going to waste so much time trying to figure out how to even deal with this. You know, NFL's old school, everyone's set in their ways that it's I think it could buy you a few wins at the beginning of the year. I think it could. And also, so two things that come to mind after, after what you're talking about, I think a, not only do you need that great defense, which obviously the bears have, it may be the best in the league again for two straight years, which is wonderful. But two, you need that mobile quarterback to also to have that deception, right. On that third and eight or fourth and four or whatever, to potentially roll out, pick up that four yards. So we've got it. Yeah. Droves, right. Those are two things. You got uh, it. So that's, so that uh, I, I feel like we're the perfect franchise to, to potentially test that a B I know you and I have talked about this a little bit and it is your baby. You should trademark this. This is Dan's baby. Have you, <laughs> have you brought this up to anybody else in the general public, friends, family, whoever, random yeah. strangers? What do they think? 
Yeah, I'm I'm the generally the annoying guy at a party that doesn't that meets a stranger and then gives them this hot take almost immediately uh, from talk for beginning our conversation. I'd say generally the feelings are pretty lukewarm, especially at the beginning. But I I think I think once you hear you sort of think it through, you're like it's not a terrible idea. It's a good idea. And the thing is, is you know a lot of the, some people have asked like, okay, well, what do you do with that roster spot? And it's it's a good it's a good point, but I mean I don't think it ever hurts to keep you know we have I don't want to we have a shitload of receivers that we value and they have they're awesome. We're gonna have injuries. I think that's a spot you could keep for for a receiving core. Uh, I'm obsessed with tight ends. Obviously, we keep <laughs> we just keep stockpiling tight ends because our first two two guys are very dingy all season long. So I think you can you can hold a spot even for you know getting some more depth on the offensive line, just just somewhere. And you know I think you and I had talked about like when would the Bears do this if they did? Would it be right now? Right. Probably not. Right. Would it be? I think you thought they should do it Thursday morning before the <laughs> Packers game. Yeah. I think they should do it right at the final cuts of camp, and just to make the Packers think about it for for a while. Matt LaFleur is not yeah. going to know how to handle any of that. So. Hi, Matt LaFleur. I met Sean McVay once, and I have a head coaching job. Look at me. I'm 13 years old. <laughs> I don't he's know. Got a bum, he's got a bum wheel, too, right? I Isn't think so. Yeah, thing? I think he I think, tore yeah. his Achilles. Like, I, don't know yeah. what, I don't know what happened. Oh, playing hoops, I think. Yeah. yeah. With so a, he's terrible at that as well. A bunch of other um, preteens. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's it, it takes someone with the with – the, real set of balls on him to do something like this but does Matt Nagy uh, have right, that set of balls do you think I think I think he does but I don't know that he makes that kind of decision mm, so fair. Matt I know you're listening just send that up to Dr. Pace I assume he's got his PhD he in does. football um just send that on up and just just something to something to think about I think you could steal a few wins that way you know in similar fashion with, I, just, I don't know why I keep going back to the wildcat but it was a, such a stupid thing, but you know, it felt like teams didn't know how to how to handle it. I mean, right. even spread you know spread RPOs and shit like that. It takes a while for this old old mentality in the NFL to catch up to it. So I think that's a, a terrific point, and I think and it's funny. It's the Wildcat somehow is still out there. You see it every once in a while, which seems really right. really weird, but. But your your point remains, right? You, you try something new, it throws people right. off at least for a season, and then you can look at something new perhaps yep. uh, in 2020. But, you know, our kickers suck right now as far as we know, so you might as well just murder them, take them, take them yeah. behind the shed and shoot them. So, <laughs> so while, while everyone's trying to figure out which of these stupid kickers is better, we're already five steps ahead of all you fucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we do here at Zero Doinks. Zero doinks. See we'll be back. Next. And we are back to Zero Doinks, Episode 2. Definitely our best one so far. 
I hope the audio is better than the last one. Okay. Uh, now it's time for my absolute favorite segment of the show. See me after class. The segment of the show where Zero Doinks keeps Chicago media personalities accountable. And now, Bill, take it away. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. This week's See Me After Class Spotlight shines on David Haw. David has been the Chicago Tribune's lead columnist since 2009, though curiously, the Trib currently calls Haw a special contributor, not the In the Wake of the News lead columnist. So have you been demoted, David? I think we need, you know, we, we need a little more information about that. Tell us, Dave. Exactly. Let us know. Uh, David Haw was recently awarded, and I use that term loosely, co-hosting honors next to the rambly and shouty Mike Mulligan during the morning drive on AM 670 The Score. So even though Haw has been in Chicago for a decade, when I mention his name to pretty good sports fans throughout town, I'm usually met by confused looks as they're unsure of who I'm even talking about. And do you want to know why that is? (laughs) It's because you're so boring, David. You're an absolute (laughs) snooze fest. It's ridiculous. Though I admit, occasionally you rankle me. You absolutely rankle me, David Haw. And And the reason is what bothers me about your takes is you have an absolute lack of foresight and an absence of creative thinking. Here's an example, David Haw, and to the audience that's listening i'm sure in april 2018 the tribune's headline from your column screamed for just one million dollars ryan pace lets cam meredith leave bears for nothing in return okay end quote (laughs) remember meredith was supposed to be the bears number one wide receiver going to 2017 until he got his leg torn off in a preseason game right you remember that yep so i remember yeah absolutely after that season instead of the bears signing cam to a restricted free agent offer sheet they lowballed him and eventually signed with the Saints. So, Haw's take from that turn of events. Okay, I'm quoting now from that column. Quote, trusting Bears Bears GM Ryan Pace's projection for an NFL wide receiver over Saints coach Sean Payton should create an uneasy feeling everywhere but New Orleans. The big uneasy, if you will. End quote. (laughs) That is gross. No, no, I won't, David. I won't. You know what Cam did for New Orleans after he spurned the Bears offer? In 2018, he had nine catches for 114 yards and one touchdown. Do you know what six wide receiver for the Bears, Josh Bellamy produced in 2018 for the Bears 14 catches, 117 yards, and one touchdown. Shut up, David Haw. Good shut God, up, David. Just shut your fucking face. Shut up, Dave. Another negative about Haw? He's from Indiana. And... Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Plus, he loves to tell you about the time he played football for Ball State. You know what he did at Ball State as a free safety? Actually, he was pretty good. He had 10 career interceptions, but that's besides the point. Oh, wow. I know, right? Not bad. I did a little research on that puppy. That's shocking. It is shocking. Absolutely shocking. I bet he was very flabby under those pads. But anyway, his takes, (laughs) his being David Haw, David Haw's takes are soggy, they're boring, they lack imagination. He was one of the leaders of last year's How Dare Matt Nagy Not Play Mitch and others during the preseason in 2018. No one has proven anything, yet look at Tom Brady. He's out there throwing 40 passes in the preseason. Okay, so Haw was obsessed with preseason snaps thing. It was ridiculous. And last August, I know, he said, quote, the Bears put themselves, this is last August 2018, Quote, the Bears put themselves on track 
contract to be the healthiest 5 and 11 team in the league. End quote. Dumbass. They went 11 and 5, didn't they? Okay, you, you piece of shit. Okay, he called <laughs> Nagy's praise of training camp practice, quote, Trestman esque. Great call, David, you dumb bastard. Okay, this week. Hall wrote that Nagy, quote, deserves the benefit of the doubt, unquote, for keeping Mitch's workload light during the preseason games. But David couldn't help himself on that same column from dipping into last year's cold take. And he said, quote, Nagy didn't earn the benefit last year when you have an unproven Nagy and he sat an unproven Trubisky and other regulars, end quote. God, shut up, David. If he had any foresight, you would have seen, like like Dan and myself, we were screaming from the mountaintops that preseason games are are useless now just because you and other wet media members have to bitterly sit in the press box during these games it doesn't mean that Nagy needs to put the most recognizable members of the roster in harm's way Nagy saw it that way last year you were too myopic to notice you narrow-minded Hoosier bastard okay so (laughs) let's look quickly at other haw headlines through the years bears related to show why he deserves a spanking that he is getting right now October 2018 And this is the headline. I know he's not responsible for the headline, but I'm sure the content was equal to the headline, okay? October 2018. Khalil Mack should play through his injury. That's what leaders do. Shut up. That's dumb. Okay. (laughs) January 1st, 2018. So much for full accountability as Bears dump John Fox, but they reward Ryan Pace. Wrong. Okay? John Fox and Ryan Pace are not on the same level. You should have known that in January of 2018, but you're too stupid. October 2017. (laughs) Quote, another headline. This is great. Call me crazy, but the Bears look good enough to make a 500 season a realistic goal. The Bears were 5-11. and 11. They rattled off like six straight losses oh. after that headline. Idiot. David Howe, you're an idiot. September idiot. 2017. Quote, this is a headline quote. Bears make smart decision keeping Mark Sanchez on the roster. Oh, God. This was the third of three columns that Ha wrote about Mark Sanchez. Why did he do that? That is just the weirdest thing ever. Gross. Nude photos is the only thing I get. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, August 2016. I only have two of these left. Don't worry. August 2016. Quote, headline. If he's not too edgy, Dowell Loggins could provide oh, Bears no. offense an edge. Okay, Dowell Loggins was easily the worst offensive coordinator in the history of the NFL. Ridiculous. He has a job oh. right now. Hilarious. David Haw, you're an idiot. May 2016. Quote, Ryan Pace's decision to cut Matt Slauson is confusing and troubling. Slauson combined a combined tw- started a combined 12 games the last two years, recently announced his retirement. David, David Haw again. No foresight. You're an idiot. Okay. In conclusion, David Haw, <laughs> your thoughts are either bad or they're boring. You seem to have taken that radio gig with Mully to promote your horrible weekly columns. And even though you've been a prominent media member in our great city for over a decade, my friends don't even know who you are. I'm sick of you and your boring face. David Haw, see me after class. <laughs> Thank you so much for for listening to episode two. We feel great about it. Uh, we were supposed to have Rick Fieldsman on, but um, we actually got a text from him earlier saying that uh, he had some visa issues as he was covering the CFL, what he thought was a CFL game, 
up uh, up north, you know, north of the border. He was looking uh, to cover a Toronto Argonauts game. Uh, turns out that that game actually took place in March. So Rick was a little confused and he was sent out there um, unexpectedly. And he might still be there, which is disappointing because uh, he made, first of all, he made promises to us that we're relying on. And, you know, Ricky might be a good guy. But uh, you have to be reliable in in sports media. I think you know that by now. And second of all, we we really wanted to get your take on the NFC North uh, over unders that sort of thing. You you really have a uh, a sharp gambling mind, and uh, we just we just didn't hear from you. So uh, so Rick Fieldsman is going to be pushed to episode three. Um, and that's okay. You know what? I, I think we can all look forward to, to his uh, guest appearance, which is great. Uh, other things in episode three to look forward to. Uh, not that much talk about uh, preseason game number two against the New York Giants because, let's be honest, nobody's really going to play of import. Um, just try to stay healthy uh, per Matt Nagy. You know, uh, training camp practices are more important than the actual preseason games, let's be honest. And he's probably right. Um, so that's great. Uh, we will uh, probably discuss tight ends and kickers because uh, Dan, as a former Division One tight end, is obsessed with that position and kickers still has yet to be resolved. So we'll probably talk about that. There will definitely be a see me after class segment that I will cobble together and try to make Dan laugh. And, um, you know, we'll probably, uh, you know, just uh, project toward the season. September 5th cannot arrive soon enough. We love the Bears, and we're looking forward to um, continuing to talk about the Bears with you. We'll talk to you later.